Welcome into State Your Line, a podcast for Kansas Cityans by Kansas Cityans. We are the Ritz Brothers. Today is November 12th, and uh, I, watching the Chiefs games uh, this weekend, Patrick Mahomes was back, so I felt like that uh, girl in the TikTok who's crying while she's dancing. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's because so, I was... Because I was she's try- like doing like a why are you so obsessed and she's doing the dance <laughs> yeah, to it yeah. and that's what I felt like crying as I get to watch Patrick Mahomes play and do incredible things and then watch at the same time the Chiefs just be the fucking Chiefs they chiefed hard they chiefed oh hard but it if you came here for <laughs> hot takes you're not getting them out of me oh what other than Blake Bell might be a mafia member and I, that's what I heard is rigging the NFL. Other than that take, but, I'm gonna I'm yeah. I'm here for mild takes. Uh, I, I I'm Kevin Bacon. We're doing more references. Kevin Bacon <laughs> in the middle of Animal House. Remain calm. Remain uh, calm mm-hmm. uh, while the the riot is happening. That's but, the end of Animal House. Yeah, yeah, and, and things aren't going well. So that's kind of a bad yeah. analogy because actually shit is awful yeah. and chaos ensues and whatnot. But um, but I, I'm really not panicking. Okay, that's um, impressive for you to <laughs> to be able to do that. I mean, you should have seen me yesterday. Like right after the game, I you know yeah, I was, it was at, a dark place. I, I was in a very dark place, and we were throwing a, a Huggies and Chuggies party for my friend Keegan, and so there was like fifty people there watching the game together, like men, women, and um, to remain like not psychopath Danny, it was tough, but I made it. Yeah, uh, but I I would say I'm I'm very concerned about the defense just reverted to uh the trash that it was. As long as we don't play the Titans in the playoffs yeah. in the first round, I'll feel good. Yeah. Like if we had to play the Titans, <laughs> I think we're 0 and, 0 and 4 in our last four against yeah, them. Yeah, Andy Reid's uh, 1 and 7 yeah. against them. Yeah. So that that was very frustrating to see the defense revert back to the crappy can't stop a nosebleed defense yeah that was annoying as hell um i brought back wanting to fight frank clark this week mm-hmm. so the fight is back on how yeah why wow, you want to fight a guy who's got a pinched nerve yeah, yeah. wow uh, hey whatever <laughs> advantage I, I need but uh yeah i'm back on that fight is back on but um obviously bummed about the chiefs but i think our chances of winning the super bowl are the same as they were before that game ended the way it did and so like again the only thing that matters is a Super Bowl. Like, it's mm-hmm. Super Bowl or bust. We go to the Super Bowl or the season isn't a success. Like, that's the only thing that matters. So wins and losses in November matter less to me because that's the only goal. And so I agree that there are problems on the defense that need to be fixed that are concerning, but I'm not panicking and mm-hmm. I'm not on the – um uh, fire, you know, Andy Reid bandwagon, which oh, I think yeah. is a horrible bandwagon. To, that's that yeah, even I would exist. That. But so who would say anything like that ever? Did you say? <laughs> I don't know. I had that, I had <laughs> that rant about Andy Reid that I tweeted out. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't say to fire. But anyway. I mean, like, okay, so I was going back through this because a common theme that I saw was like, championship teams don't lose games like this. And it's like, yeah, they do. They do. And, and so I was going back through it. 
the in uh, two years ago when the Patriots or last year when the Patriots won the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. they lost to the Tennessee Titans thirty four to ten in Week ten of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, they lost to the Dolphins in Week fourteen on the Miami Miracle, as people mm-hmm. so don't lose games like that in weird fucking ways that are one in a million chance. Literally, mm-hmm. the Patriots lost a one in a million chance game last year in Week fourteen. And then they lost in week 15 to the Steelers right after that. So they lost week 10 to the Titans. Yeah. 14 to the Dolphins who stunk and then 15 to the Steelers. Like, and then they still won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You can be a good team and lose shitty, fluky games. And so, uh, you oh, know, I, I go ahead. Go. Oh, I, I was going to say our, our number one opponent for the rest of the season is the injury list and ourselves. Yeah. And ourselves. But yeah. if we can beat the injury bug, and and get healthy by the time the playoffs roll around, I'll have a lot of confidence in our yeah. team. But yeah, I saw you noted here the uh we benched Peyton Manning. What was that when the Broncos won? Yeah, the Super when the Bowl. Broncos won the Super they Bowl. They looked so bad when we destroyed we them. We killed them. Literally Peyton threw four t- that was week ten. Mm-hmm. That was week ten against us. We we killed the Broncos to the point where they benched Peyton Manning. They won the Super Bowl that year. Um they lost to the Raiders. We are, the Steelers, we're doing a hell of a spin zone right now. Yeah. They lost to the Raiders <laughs> and the Steelers in week 14 and 15 that year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess the, the moral of the story is lose to the Steelers in week 15 and you win the Super Bowl if you're an yeah. AFC team. So I guess that makes me feel a little bit better. Uh, and I think that was an incredible spin zone though. We just did. Yeah. Thank you. On one of the worst losses in the Andy Reid era. Yeah. Without that we a just doubt. had. I yeah. mean, he had. Mahomes throw for 445 yards, three touchdowns, played mm-hmm. an incredible game. Dude, I, yeah, uh, played so good. That jump pass. The jump pass was, oh, I know. I was uh, I was like, that, that's his MVP moment right there. Yeah, that's was, what I was saying was in my head, sweet. too. Yeah. It was pretty sweet. And uh, Nicole's speed uh, is out of this world. But yeah, the jump pass was incredible. Tyreek like, Hill's incredible. Tyreek, he had two, three, maybe three drops. Yeah. And uh, Sammy Watkins had two drops. And so, like, Pat's... True completion percentage was probably 99.9%. Mm-hmm. Don't quote me on that. Um, but yeah, Pat looked amazing. So that's why I'm still optimistic because we have the best player in the NFL mm-hmm. on our team. And, you know, I think Andy needs to take some steps back. I think Andy still wants to control and micromanage every single thing about the offense. And he needs to let Pat be Pat a little bit more. And, uh, Hopefully this is a learning lesson for that. Yeah. And if he learns That's, this lesson now mm-hmm. and it comes back and, you know, when Ooh. it matters, yeah. we, we... I just thought of a hot take, okay, too. Okay, come on. Uh, the timeout Andy Reid used on the two-point conversion wasn't a bad timeout. Like, like we didn't need three timeouts. Yeah. We only had 24 seconds. We didn't have time for three timeouts. Like, I don't think it was necessary to have three timeouts. And that showed to be true where he should have called the timeout was when the defense was absolutely gassed mm-hmm. right before that touchdown pass. The defense was had no idea where to be. They were yeah. completely discombobulated, and that's where he should have used the timeout. Yeah. yeah, but, okay, so overall, Blake Bell works for the Mafia because mm-hmm. he let that guy go. Andy Reid used the time Like, it wasn't that big of a mistake where he used the timeout. <laughs> yeah. Um, not, those are the sizzlers. What, those are sizzlers. And we just spin zoned the hell out of that loss. Yeah. One of the worst losses in Andy Reid's era in Kansas City. And if you were to ask me yesterday, I probably wouldn't have I hate the come up with those spin zones. But after a day, relaxing. Yeah. I'm I'm I feel that way. So. Yeah. So we watched 
now we've reflected, we've learned. We've also learned some more things about Kansas City this week. Wow, you're getting yes. good at uh, segues. The, the segues, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that's what happens when you get just showered with a uh, best local podcast award. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, you got <laughs> you got to come up with segues. Uh, but uh, what we learned about is the Casey Hart, the Charlie Hustle Casey Hart, is becoming the new logo for the city. And you were there when they unveiled this. Yeah, so I, it was announced at the uh, annual KCADC luncheon. The KCADC is the Kansas City Area Development Council. This is the group that basically is responsible for promoting economic growth in Kansas City, which ties really well into our interview today, but we'll get to that later. Mm -hmm. But um, the KCADC um, is responsible for bringing companies to Kansas City to do business and developing uh, Kansas City's economy. So they are a promoter of Kansas City to businesses um, all over the country, and they have now adapted adopted the Charlie Hustle Casey Hart as their logo. And it was awesome because this was a luncheon. There was like 1,300 people at this luncheon. Um, every single person got a, a Charlie Hustle t-shirt. There's Charlie Hustle stuff everywhere. They're, they did this like four-minute intro video, which was basically a Charlie Hustle commercial. Yeah. And Kevin, you and I were talking about this, but like outside – one, it one, it's awesome that Chase, who we interviewed in yeah, episode Chase 16. Chase McNulty, who owns Charlie Hustle, who started Charlie Hustle. Yeah, we interviewed him in episode 16. Mm-hmm. But like the fact that he's just given this logo mm-hmm. um, that he does have trademarked to the city to use and basically made it public domain is awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. I think it was something where when we talked to him a couple months back, he was talking about how, you know, he didn't invent this uh casey hart he really just brought it back Mm -hmm. it was on railroad ties when they were building the city the monarchs used it on their jersey in the negro leagues and so he is really giving it back to the city now yeah and letting the city use it for all like and not taking a cut at all Uh yeah i mean i'm sure it's going to be good for business Mm -hmm. to have that heart be so prominent but he's not getting it paid for this or anything like that just to give the the logo to the city for them to use uh, and he's got big plans for it too, which sounded cool to try to get it into the skyline on top of buildings, uh, which would be really cool to see. Yeah, yeah, and because we were saying like, is there anything like this? And um, like outside of the sports teams in Kansas City, there's no like one brand that everyone is wearing other than Charlie Hustle. Mm-hmm. So I think Chase probably knows that, and he's like. Literally everyone owns a Kansas City Heart t-shirt, just like everyone owns a Royals t-shirt. And so like this is a brand that he can kind of give away. And he knows he's going to sell a million more Casey Hart t-shirts. So mm-hmm. I think that's awesome that he's kind of just giving this away. And it was insane to see. Like, yeah. The, the, the only thing. t-shirt shop becomes like the logo of Kansas City. Yeah. The only thing is I don't know. And I didn't get a confirmation in the article that I read about it. If it will replace that ugly fountain. Logo oh. of Kansas City. Yeah, uh, that looks like like a, a biological, uh, like a fifth grade textbook version of like oh. the, the female reproductive yeah, system, the like the uterus. Tube, I yeah. Think. yeah, yeah. Is that uh, what it's called? Uh, yeah, sure. I don't know. What's yeah. that thing? It's yeah, you know, it looks uterus. like a fountain. Yeah, it's like a. It was like a Texas Longhorn logo. Kind yeah, of. yeah. Uh-huh. It looks like the Kansas City uh, fountain. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I know. It looks like the KC Fountain logo. So. I don't know if it's replacing that or not. I hope I think, so. Yeah. Because that but, logo stinks. That logo does. Stink. Yeah. 
So really cool though that the the KC Hart's going to be more in play. Uh, it's a, it's a, I, like yeah. just to establish it as very iconic and, and on brand for Kansas. City. It was cool too because Chase and the president of the Negro Leagues uh, Museum got oh, to like cool. kind of announce it because that patch and Chase said this on the podcast, but that patch was like on the Negro Leagues um, jerseys as well, the Monarchs jerseys. So yeah, really cool that they both got to announce that. Mm-hmm. So that's what we learned about Kansas City this week. Um, openings and closings. Uh, we got something coming soon. Um, oh, in the old Jack Henry building, or yeah, yeah, is that so, what it's called? I think yeah, the where Jack the, Henry building. Um, that's where Tom Fooleries used to be, right? So it was like Tom Fooleries, a FedEx, and then and then Jack Henry was the original uh, mm-hmm. clothing sco- store, and then it was it was Byron for yeah. the last like couple uh-huh. of years, but it's called the historic Jack Henry building. But yeah, right there, Fooleries, uh, FedEx. Uh, Jack Henry and yeah, Punch Bowl, Punch Bowl social, Punch Bowl social. Sheesh. Uh, yeah, Punch Bowl social, Punch Bowl social. social. Yeah, uh, is coming there and going to be the tenant of twenty one thousand square feet, both wow. floors. Oh, two floor bar. Yeah. Wow. So this is going. This is like it's going to have eight bowling lanes. It's going to have. Um, I love bowling. Yeah. So underrated for fun. Yeah, eight bowling lanes. Uh, I think like uh, private karaoke rooms. Love karaoke. Uh, darts, shuffleboard. I love uh, all these arcade things. games. Um, yeah, boozy milkshakes. Milkshake, milkshakes is their big thing. Uh, but I don't I've love went, that. I've been to one in Portland, uh, Portland, Oregon. And same same concept. It was called Punch Bowl. Okay, the same same place, and it was really cool. It had good food too. It's like seafood kind of interesting, and. Okay. Um, I thought that was just because we were in Portland, but it looks like they'll have a similar kind of seafood menu. Um, but yeah, I think it looks good. It'll, it's very plaza. I wonder if they have like fish bowls there. You know, mm-hmm. you ever had one of those at like a cheap college bar where it's just like a literal fish bowl just full of the sweetest, most tropical yeah. drink? Oh, just yeah. sugar rush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if they have like the easiest card in the city, like Fuller's did. Oh, yeah. That was an get easy in one as to get a 20 into. year old. Uh-huh. Or. I wonder if they'll bring back beer towers like Fooleries. Uh, or $12 steak night like Fooleries. Oh, had. or yeah. Bloody Mary bar. Sticky carpet upstairs. Mm, I love a bar with carpet. Yes. yes. Or the smell of stale beer. Mm-hmm. Maybe All they'll bring things. that back. Bring it back. Um, <laughs> all right. So that is, that's probably a, a ways away. It's about a year away from yeah, opening. Yeah. But exciting that they got a tenant. Uh, for that building and that location. Mm-hmm. So that's something that the plaza doesn't offer or have anything like that. Uh, so that's really cool. Bowling alley? Eight, Karaoke? Eight lines. Sweet. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, also opening. We touched on this like a while back in a podcast. I don't even remember what episode it was. Yeah. But it's cool that we've been doing this long enough now to where if we talk about something that might be opening in the future, uh, it finally happens. And Gordon Ramsay was in town opening up his restaurant. Yeah, uh, hanging out with the Chiefs. Yeah, he went to We're the doing all facility, sorts of cool things. Him and Andy Reid talking about food. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Probably lots to talk about. Yeah, he said he uh, he said he want, and, and this is all just like you know, people celebrities have to say this when they come to Kansas City and like when you're opening a restaurant mm-hmm. in Kansas City. But you know, he said he wanted to he wanted to open a restaurant in Kansas City because uh, quote it's bloody barbecue. Is freaking delicious. It's bloody barbecue. It's bloody bar. <laughs> no, that's no. more Australian. No, no, that was like that was like 
rural yeah. England. Uh-huh. It's bloody you barbecue. Like a, you sound like a chimney sweep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you. It's not a buffet. Use yeah. the cocktail yeah. steak. Yeah, I was gonna say because uh, that chick in that commercial. We've talked about it. Yeah. Use the cocktail steak. Use the cocktail steak. I think stick. it's, yeah. It's not a just... bloody buffet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay, good actor. Yes, very good actor. Good commercial actor. Very good in that commercial. So, yeah, he's opening his, I think his space is actually open. Um, yeah. Uh, I already saw a post on Reddit saying, who's going to pay $45 for a steak in North Kansas City? They were complaining about the prices. <laughs> Never change. Yeah, never, never change North change. Kansas City. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's opening officially on November 11th. So uh, that's today or yesterday. Yes, it just happened. Just happened. But should have been there today. Why, why don't we get invited to openings? Like I this? don't know. We well, should, we need, we need to. to get credentialed is what we need to do. Yeah. yeah Even exactly. though like in all of our, we should have had Gordon Ramsay on the pod. Oh, he was in town. We could have reached out to his people. Ah, darn it. Okay. Well, that is openings, closings. What we learned in Kansas City, talked to Little Chiefs uh, as well, gave him a good spin zone. This week we talked uh, with Derek Klaus. Uh, he is um, with Visit KC. He's the director of communications. And, uh, yeah, I think what we were talking about, about Kansas City's brand and attracting businesses, attracting visitors, that's what this guy lives and breathes, right? Yeah, exactly. He's in Visit KC is, is basically the travel agency for Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Their sole purpose is to bring tourists to KC. Tourists, conventions, businesses, mm-hmm. yep. uh, all of those types of things. He worked closely with Kathy Nelson, who we had on, who uh, is the uh, CEO of the Kansas City Sports Commission. So really fun interview. Learned a lot about Kansas City. It's tourism business. Uh, so listen uh, to this. All right. Today we are joined by the Director of Communications for Visit KC, Derek Klaus rhymes with house. There you nailed go. that introduction. Uh, so Derek, uh, I kind of feel like I'm sitting across the table, and I just want to ask: so visit Kansas City. What what would it say? What would you say you guys do here? Yeah. <laughs> well, first off, thanks for letting me ha- join yeah. you guys. Uh, I'm a fan of the podcast, and you've had several of our friends yes. on. Uh, but so visit KC. Essentially, think of it as the travel agency for Kansas City. So we're hired by the city on an annual basis to go out there and seek travelers and also conventions to come to KC. So we're really all about making room nights and economic impact for Kansas City, right? So you see that through advertising, media relations, which is my my main priority. You see that from bringing the Big 12 to town, working really closely with Kathy Nelson and the Sports Commission. You see that from advocating for new hotels and a new airport. Uh, Really the marketing, the travel marketing agency of Kansas City in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. And so you're focused on traveling. Do you guys have like a mission statement like mm-hmm. what is your what yeah. are your values and and what's your mission statement what do you Our mission about? is to ignite global passion for Kansas City. I like it. Uh global so global passion. Global passion, you know, an aspirational goal. We don't really see ourselves as just being a regional market or even a national market. We're, we're shooting for the stars. We want more and more people to come and talk about KC. And you said that word goal. Um do you guys set like annual goals for yourself like measurable goals that you're like, we need this much economic impact. We want to generate mm-hmm. this many visitors. Yeah. And then how do you measure that kind of, those yeah. kind of numbers? Yeah. To give you a gauge, uh, Kansas City hosts about welcomes 25 million visitors every single year. Okay. Uh, a large percentage of those are business travelers. So they're people that you may not come across with on the plaza, or mm-hmm. maybe you will. Maybe they're entertaining some guests. They're mo- mainly going to stay down at the convention center and you know go to the Cerner meeting, or perhaps they're here for a, a Hallmark business meeting. The other 
50% are the people coming to visit their friends and family. They're the people, you know, looking for a leisure getaway. Maybe they're from Wichita or Oklahoma City and they're loading up the van and going to Worlds of Fun. But to answer your question, goals. Yes, we're a very goal-oriented, result-minded group. Um, my, my Myself, I'm all about brand impressions. So we're stacking all those circulation figures from USA Today to travelandleisure.com end to end to make sure that we're we're getting about 200 yeah. million impressions every year but uh, our sales division has a goal of about 450,000 room nights that they have to generate every single year for future years mm-hmm. uh, and that to give you an idea um like Cerner brings in about 13,000 people every single year. So think about how many room nights you stay at an average convention. It's a lot of conventions we needed to book. Mm-hmm. So um, while things such as Sprint Center and sporting events definitely help us fill up those hotels, it's that business traveler that we're seeking because they're going to be here during the week, right? Mm-hmm. And they're going to be paying that pretty penny for those room nights. Yeah. So what are, what are the big selling points of Kansas City when you are talking mm-hmm. to uh, businesses that you're trying to get to have come convention mm-hmm. down here? Uh, we've noticed that it's very different depending on who you're talking to, right? If we're talking to conventioneers or convention meeting planners, it's the central location. So if you're a national organization, you can get everyone to Kansas City pretty easily, right? Mm-hmm. We're in the middle. Um, we're an affordable destination, and that's not cheap. That's just it's an affordable place to visit sure. and to stay, get around. Uh, and then also... Uh, to our business travelers, we're really leaning on that whole renaissance. We have a, a awesome $10 billion renaissance that's improving everything from arts and culture to food to the hotels they're staying in. Uh, it's a very con- competitive marketplace, mm-hmm. convention marketing. So anything we can do to stick out is fantastic. We have those generic and evergreen things, you want to mm-hmm. say. Yeah. Um, jazz fountains and barbecue do really well for yeah. us. Um, Wait, there's barbecue here? Yeah, there's there's really good barbecue here. <laughs> uh, and then Midwestern Hospitality. That does very well for us. Um, conventions like to know that when they come here, people are opening their doors. They're, they're you, know, you know, we're putting up their banners all along Main Street. That doesn't happen in every city. I mean, I'm sure you feel that sometimes when we have a large event mm-hmm. that we roll out the red carpet really well. But if you go to like a New York or a Chicago, you're one of many, many events. Mm-hmm. So, Do, So how exactly... Um, just st- sticking on like the structure and visit KC. Yeah. How exactly are you guys funded then? Mm-hmm. Are, so you're, you're hired by the city every year. That's pretty good job security. Yeah. So essentially <laughs> if you're staying in a hotel room or if you're dining at the power and light district, there's a convention and tourism tax, okay. or you might see it on your receipt. Sometimes it'll say tourism tax or it'll say CT tax. Yeah. I just booked a hotel in Denver and I saw. Because is that why the tax is so high on a hotel? Because I think it's like almost 16%. Yeah, we have about 15 to 17% in downtown Mm -hmm. Kansas City, and that's because everybody needs a piece of the pie, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Adding on taxes, not to get political, but uh, that's one of the quickest ways that you can improve funding for something. Uh, We're working on some alternative sources of funding. We're also a membership-based organization. So everyone from, you know, Crossroads, uh, to Thou Mayest, to, uh, let's say Worlds of Fun. All mm-hmm. of those organizations can join us and be a member. And so there's some membership dues. And then because of the exposure of our website and the things we do here and abroad, people can buy into those sponsorship packages as well. So that's what becoming a member gets you. It's like kind of, uh, maybe some traction from the Visit KC website yeah. and suggestions on, you know, uh, what to do this weekend in Kansas City. Those, event calendars that you kind of create 
Um, so do you have to be a member to get on those calendars? Not necessarily. Okay. Uh, our mantra is destination first, partner preferred. Okay. Um, there were some prominent barbecue restaurants that weren't partners of ours, but I don't think you could tell the Kansas City story <laughs> without mentioning a few of those. Yeah. Not to give away any names, but, and you know, where we realized a lot of that flexibility is in our role. So I, I handle content, media relations, social media that I have a great team that helps support that endeavor. And we can't talk about Kansas City without talking about some of these really cool up and coming businesses. Yeah. It's like, uh, like Wrigley Field in mm-hmm. Chicago. Like Wrigley doesn't have to pay for that sponsorship anymore, yep. but. They're obviously not going to change. Yeah, they exactly. Can't change right. Field. Exactly. So yeah. how? Um, so furthermore, like, how do you coordinate with some of the private companies mm-hmm. around Kansas City, and and are you working closely with them to, like, in your side of the world, cross promote certain events and? Mm-hmm. You're, is that a full coordination, coordinated effort? Yeah, it completely is a coordinated effort. So a day in the life of Derek Klaus rhymes with house <laughs> is getting more people to write and talk about Kansas City. So okay. that's both in cold pitches. So that's cold calling people from USA Today, Travel and Leisure, maybe a far magazine oh. and just saying there's something going on in Kansas City. Maybe I'm mentioning, you know, the collective of Thou Mayest New Space or perhaps I'm talking about the Kaufman Center. Or they're coming to us proactively and saying, there's there's something going on here in the Midwest. There's an authentic story. Uh, travel writers and editors are tired of talking about the coast. You know, they've kind of beaten down that story. But Casey has a really authentic story that plays really well right now. So we have a lot of people coming to us. And then once they come here, we're able to build an itinerary, whether it's they're coming here for a barbecue story we're going to show them the ballet as well. Are you you know, we're going to try to expand that as often as we writers can. Exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, but then I'm rambling now and I forgot where we started. Well, it was just about like, you know, co- coordinating um, these yeah. efforts and, and getting, I guess now we're talking about getting these travel writers and travel magazines to see what you want them to right. see, right? Because when you look at it, we, ha- we have a million dollar advertising campaign and where that needs to be focused is about 300 miles in, right? So Wichita's, um, Des Moines, all of the, that area, that's our bread and butter in terms of visitation. That's okay. who's coming here, no okay. matter what. Okay. So if you look at PR and social media, they're going to handle the rest of it because our, our, our modest budget is only going to get us to Chicago. So anything in New York or LA, that's where... PR and earned media and social media are really, really going to play a, a heavier role. And our, our research now shows that you're picking travel destinations, not so much on advertising. It's on uh, social media. It's what your friends and family have said about their trips. It's, it's seeing it on the world series. It's things that like mm-hmm. that it's word of mouth. So is it, are, are the travel writers that uh, you're talking to, has that changed as like, are you talking to influencers now mm-hmm. uh, who are you're trying to get maybe influencers to come to Kansas City to talk about it, too? Are yeah. you leveraging that, their social media as well? Great question. Our, our priority is always staff personnel if we can. But this day and age with the, the growing landscape of media is mm-hmm. that we have to treat everyone almost like a journalist. So if th- there are degrees of how much we can assist, we're a nonprofit. I mean, although I walked us through our funding structure and we're city supported, we are still a nonprofit. So we do get approached by influencers and we also seek out influencers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think that there are those that perhaps give the profession a, a bad rub, you know, but there, there's bad apples in every, yeah. uh, uh, 
the way we look at it is the more people authentically telling Kansas City story, the better. Yes, that's um, me and you, Ken. Yes. Yeah. We're, we're, we're influencers. influencers. Yes. We're You're the kind of influencers I'm down for. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. yes. We don't get into too many paid-to-play uh, situations with influencers. That's just not the way we roll. Mm -hmm. If you were to come to Kansas City and you're looking for a partnership opportunity, I'm going to help you in the way of uh, tickets to World War One Museum, you know, yeah. so you'll get to see it on your own or perhaps a walking tour that we arrange to get comped. But we're not going to be paying you as often as some of those major corporations are. Well, I did get free roastery coffee when I walked in see? and, and free, free, water right free now. downtown parking. So uh, <laughs> it, it's those intangibles that make gray. it a gray. <laughs> a little gray area. Um, so you said, and this is just out of curiosity, yeah. do you ever work with companies or work with um, the city to bring companies here on a permanent basis? Mm -hmm. um, so like, you know, maybe they want to open up a branch here or open mm -hmm. up, uh, create, you know, 200 jobs here in Kansas City. Are you working with the city um, to pitch that company to mm -hmm. say, hey, Kansas City is a great place to do business, not just for your convention, but on a permanent basis? Yeah. So I, we enter that a lot from a soft sell perspective. So we work with people like H&R Block, Hallmark Cards, KU Athletics even, um, KU Med Center when they're attracting new chief of surgeons. And we show them the authenticity, how Kansas City's young, it's vibrant. They use our videos to tell that story. Mm -hmm. um, they use our images in their, their lookbooks. The Area Development Council, which I don't know if you're aware yeah. of, the, the Think KC folks, they really strategize on who we should be attracting to this region, what kind of jobs, what the business climate looks uh -huh. like. We help on the lifestyle component. What about like executive search firms? Like mm -hmm. if, if a company is looking for a new CFO or something, do you help them out like hey, we'll give them a tour of the city. We'll take them around. We'll take them to the ballet and the barbecue. That, that's exactly right. Okay. We, we do that in this that's office. Really cool. Yeah, that's one of our favorite things to do is to show people around and watch their eyes pop open when it's something they'd never expected. Yeah, and you were talking about the selling point, and I think you said like a $10 billion renaissance. Was that mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. phrase you used? What did you mean by that? Uh, so over the last decade, Kansas City has invested about $10 billion regionally to, to update almost everything. Uh, that's from the Kauffman Center. That's from the streetcar. The streetcar itself has inspired... I know we're getting into a lot of numbers. No, this is good. The streetcar yeah. itself has uh, transpired about $1.5 billion worth of investment within a two block radius of the streetcar rail. So we have a ton of research that Renaissance definitely does drive tourism, does drive interest, particularly from a convention perspective. Uh, when you're looking for a site for your meeting or your convention, you want to go where everything is up to date, truthfully. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what's the biggest hurdle that you have mm -hmm. uh, when you're trying to attract either a business for a convention or or permanently to move here? What are some of the, the hurdles that you have to overcome? You've got all the good questions. Uh, it's still that person. We come prepared. You do. <laughs> you do. Yeah. Don't underestimate. It's like the hot seat. That's why we, that's why we fluffed you up. We're like, oh, there's no hard questions. They're all so easy. No gotcha journalism. Uh, exactly. It's still, as you know, I wish it were different, but it's still the misperceptions of Kansas City. Uh, we still encounter people on the coast and truthfully closer than we'd like to admit that don't know that this isn't Prairies and Dorothy. And I, I hate the, the, the stack burger, the McDonald's stack mm -hmm. burger that was in London. Did you see the commercial? Oh, board? yes. Oh, the yes. yeehaw and yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah. 
And we had pubs from the UK calling us because they're like, we hear that you don't like our, our version of barbecue. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, they probably heard about us. Yeah. We, did you hear we had it flown in? No. Yeah, we had the burger yeah. flown in yeah. and reviewed it for uh, 41 Action News. <laughs> yeah, we had a, va- a, a friend vacuum seal it and freeze it and then bring it over here. You are influencing. We, we, yes. live, we, it, we tried it live on 41 Action News and, and uh, gave our review. And Well, yeah. Dana gave his review. I got cut out of the whole entire video. but <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's yeah. not bad. Cutting room floor. Yeah. So it's still that perception of uh, it. It totally is, you know, and it's it's funny that I feel like international travelers actually have a better perception of Kansas City or a more positive perception. Okay. They know about things like jazz, and that's very romantic to European travelers, and then also Western heritage. Like we might want to try to we might shirk that, you know, and wish that we weren't known as being a cow town or the home of Jesse James, but that's something that people fly across the ocean to see, to mm-hmm. see his birthplace, mm-hmm. you know, to see where he was shot, yeah. things of like that. Nature. I'm just as ignorant too, as like, I'm just as ignorant. Like, I don't know where, like the difference between like Cleveland and Cincinnati and mm-hmm. Ohio is like, I don't know how far apart they are. And it's probably the same people are like St. Louis and Kansas city. Are you guys like close to each other or yeah. where are you guys? I guess it's, but though when we say Kansas City to some people, they don't even recognize the city part of it. Yeah. They just see the prayer. Kansas, I, I understand yeah. what you're saying about the locations of Cincinnati and Cleveland. I'm not that good of that either. Yeah. But It's like, where's I, Detroit yeah. again? Like, I yeah. know it's in Michigan. But. And the Midwest is kind of enjoying its moment right now. So we're trying to differentiate ourselves that Kansas City isn't just another Midwestern city, that it's the Midwestern city. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And are, are there specific things that you call out to try to differentiate Kansas City from a, a St. Louis and Omaha, Des Moines? Mm-hmm. Oklahoma City, like what are the things that you try to highlight that makes us different than those other Midwest? It, it's cities? it's the maker culture, which I know has been a really big focus of your guys' show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the affordable affordability. It's the the clean and safe factor. It's all those things that we've been trying to tout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And how many you were talking about people coming over across seas? Do you know mm-hmm. like numbers? How many people are actually coming over here? You know, unfortunately, we know. Um, yeah. Um, our best, we know more anecdotal evidence than we okay. do numbers. So gotcha. our best international audiences are Canada, Mexico, obviously. They're mm-hmm. our neighbors. And then we also do really well in Germany and China. So currently right now, my boss is in Germany, in Frankfurt, doing a mission to talk about Kansas City because there's there's particular interest there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's those things that we talked about, jazz barbecue and Western heritage that people are really gravitating towards. Um, we know that on average from Kansas City to Europe, there are 300 people boarding a plane to go to Europe from Kansas City. Mm-hmm. What we're not that sure of is the inbound tourism. And, you know, Rest in peace, and we 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 marketed and supported the the Iceland Air yeah, connection. I saw that. That's you know, fun. we worked with a lot of people in the UK and in Iceland Air to really really make that successful, and it had great outbound results. So people were using it to fly there. Um, they just weren't happy with the inbound tourism from Iceland. So you know, that was our first time of a bat, but it won't be our last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. So um, changing gears a little bit. Yeah. Um, on your website, you have a section about like film in Kansas City. And mm-hmm. I know a lot of cities use movies and Hollywood to to generate tourism and to get people interested in coming there. Um, so what do you guys do in that sense of uh, Yeah, thanks role? for bringing that up. Um, we open, reopened the KC Film Office about four years ago. It was dormant, and it was a, a division of the city, actually. Uh, but we're excited to have that back open, and now it's a two-person office, and they're doing a bang-up job. Uh, American Ninja Warrior... 
Uh, obviously, Queer Eye is probably the, oh, the yeah. banner of that for the last the Shia two. LaBeouf movie. Exactly. Uh, yep. uh, honey? Mm-hmm. American Honey. American Honey. Yeah, you have a really good memory. Yeah, you're plugged in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Things like that, uh, particularly when they can showcase the city, that's, that, that, that's publicity you can't buy. Uh, we do have a very nominal film incentive, like upwards of like $75,000, but that's mm-hmm. nothing, truthfully, yeah. in terms of production costs. Uh, but that is a, that is huge. And you should know that we're still talking to feature films. We're talking to reality programming. All enticing them to get here from Kansas City. Whether they're just featuring KC, you know, maybe they're perhaps wanting to show uh, Wild West or they're wanting to show Canada. We have a very nice, diverse yeah. uh, backgrounds that we can feature. What, do you, what about the new upcoming season of Fargo? Ooh, interesting it's that gonna, you would bring you, that up. Do you know? That it, so it like, is in set. It is, is set in Kansas City uh-huh. and features some really big people like Chris Rock. Unfortunately, it's not going to be shot here, which we're still licking our wounds about a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, wow, you're really plugged in if you know about that. Well, it's just, <laughs> with, with this podcast, you like start like reading and you know start yeah. learning weird new yeah. things because we need mm-hmm. something to fill the content every week. Yeah. <laughs> Trust that if there's something that's set in Kansas City, we are chasing it mm-hmm. and doing our best. We're a little disadvantaged because we're one of the only cities that has a film incentive that isn't backed by a state incentive. Mm-hmm. So if you think about really successful projects like Breaking Bad, The Walking Dead, those are truly amazing things that you want to get to. Those are all backed by state incentives. Mm-hmm. So Walking Dead didn't go there for Atlanta. I went there because of Georgia's really, really deep pockets. Yeah, it's the same with Ozark. You know, that was filmed in Georgia, mm-hmm. even though it's set in Missouri. And, and we helped with Gone Girl. And mm-hmm. we work really, really closely with the Missouri Film Commission. And they're going to New York and they're going to L.A. every year. Uh, we have a nice activation at Sundance every year. So we're, we're still in the infancies of having this office back open, but we're starting to get really, really good traction. And that queer eye, um, success story is, is doing wonders for us and opening new doors. Yeah. What, what is, what is a, a hit like queer eye or, mm-hmm. or something? getting your city on the big screen, what does that really do for us? It's priceless. When you consider about the international streaming for that, Mm -hmm. I mean, we're having people from all around the country Googling Kansas City that never were before. And I don't know if you've watched the two seasons that... Yeah, most of the episodes. We show really well. We come off as a very diverse, welcoming, green city. uh, And we're getting really, really good traction on that. So we're hoping to do a study afterwards just to see how that may have change your perception yeah i would love to see the like the google trends and Mm -hmm. and other stuff like that to see what like when that was released both times like the uptick in searches Mm -hmm. of kansas city and um you know plane tickets booked and hotel rooms booked i would like to see that too so but that'll probably be something you're able to study once once it all kind of calms down right the last time we did a very big public perception study like that was after the world series Okay. Uh, so yeah. we, you know, uh, we were on the front stage when the 2012, uh, with the all-star game and then 2014 and 15. And that's truly where people, that's where the dial changes is mm-hmm. people are interested in talking about Kansas City more. And then having famous citizens, you know, or celebrities like Paul Rudd and Jason Sudeikis, that helps quite a bit too. Yeah. Uh, Cause that week of the big slick and yeah. anytime those guys are on, like a film tour where they're doing interviews, man, they are late night talk show. Yeah, absolutely. That pays off for us in droves. So, uh, hopefully there's uh, a connection with those celebrities coming down the pipe that we'll be able to announce and get excited about. Oh, cool. Yeah. And, and then, sorry, uh, just to follow up real quick, are you able to take that data that you get from queer eye being here 
I mean, can't you take that to the to the state and be like, look, this is the economic impact. If we had just a little more, if we had a state-backed film industry or mm-hmm. uh, film department, yeah. um, we could do a lot of things for all Absolutely. And so that would be like perception and anecdotal and digital traffic, like you said. We're currently going to them and talking about the value of jobs. Because to get that incentive from Visit KC uh, yeah. in Kansas City, you have to hire, I can't remember the percentage, but a strong percentage of local workers. Because currently what we're experiencing from, you know... Um, Mizzou, KU, a lot of our regional schools have pretty decent film programs. Mm-hmm. But because there's not a tremendous amount of work here, they're going to the coast. So that phenomenon we're calling bright flight, you know, bright minds leaving the region. And we really want to keep as many people as we can here busy with film jobs. Uh, and so that's where that's the Casey Film Office is also leading that that charge. Yeah, I guess uh, I was just curious if, like, when that big slick weekend happens, mm-hmm. if uh, you guys are doing anything showing celebrities around Kansas City, if there's anything like We would that. love to do more. Mm-hmm. I'd say it that way. Um, they're really focused on their mission yeah. that, that week. And, you know, they, we've had some really great collaborations with Heidi Gardner of late, who's the new SNL player yeah. mm-hmm. from Kansas City. Uh, Visit Casey and the state of Missouri just rewarded her with a proclamation. And I think there may be some partnerships coming down the pike there. But, yeah. It's hard to think of a city that doesn't have a stronger stable of celebrities, right? I know, so right? Trust that that is a nut we are trying to crack right now. It's mm-hmm. all about getting these very, very busy people focused on promoting what. Yeah, where and they none, live. none that are really like a controversial. Like everyone no. is so well liked. Yeah. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. I know Rudd's what you mean. Come out and say something. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah we, well, we were just talking about Paul Rudd. I think on the last episode because he did the Hot Ones interview. Yeah, uh, and he yeah. perfectly described a Z-Man sandwich with, mm-hmm. without any help at all. It's like, this guy, it, it's very genuine, I feel like, with those celebrities that yeah. we have from here, their their love of Kansas City. It's that Midwestern, like. you know, mm-hmm. Yeah, that Midwestern mentality. charm, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> what about, what's the latest, just give us a quick update, latest on the airport? Yeah. It's a, me- I drove around up there oh, yeah. not too long ago. It sucks driving Pushing around dirt. up there. Yeah. So, <laughs> you all know, the cones yeah. and everything. There's going to be some there headaches right until we have that progress. Yeah. But so 2023, we're very, very excited for that to open. We're hearing from a lot of people that make, you know, meeting planner decisions and convention that, you know, great city, amazing hotels, awesome food. But that airport, it always <laughs> ends in that way. And in working with travel editors that they're saying the same thing too. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm sure you've seen some of the tweets from like Rain Wilson and other people that have really taken us to the mats. Yeah. It's the city's front door. It is it, exa- that's exactly what it is. Yeah. If that's your only perception, if you're connecting in Kansas City, one, you're going to have to leave security and re-enter security. But if you're connecting in KC and that's your only perception, you're going to think we're the 1970s Cowtown, you know, mm-hmm. that we've always were. So. We are so excited about that opportunity. We're looking for working with them really closely to infuse some local flavor into it. They're, they're taking uh, really intentional steps to make sure that local foods, local music, all of that is a part of the experience. So we're going to measure twice and cut once. It's going to be great. Yeah. Because yeah. even now, the local flair seems like kind of phony. Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't have Yeah, because there's the barbecue restaurant above the Southwest. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it doesn't seem very local. Yeah. Uh, and then the Mexican restaurant is Jose 
Cuervo, I think. Yeah. And don't forget the, the cow tipping t-shirts that are there right yeah, as you the, exit. The, the, the gift shops are very not helping not, us. Well, not helping with their <laughs> reputation. And again, you know, they're just trying to yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. sell a t-shirt for 15 bucks. Yeah, I hear you. Mm-hmm. So will that be, you guys will be helping to hopefully add some of that local businesses into the airport? I'd imagine that'd be tough for a, a local business to afford being in an airport like that. I think that there are pure airports that have done it and made it successful. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've been to uh, like the Portland airport does a fantastic job of it. The Austin airport does a fantastic job of Mm it. Uh, I mean, they have food trucks in the Austin airport. Yeah, that's true. Um, All of their shops are local. It's a lot of local made goods. And that's not just what we want to reflect the brand. That's what today's traveler wants. You know, they don't want to, Although as good as it is, they don't want a Chick Fil A, you know, sandwich. They want something that's perhaps made Maybe a little a Chili's. Locally. Okay, yeah, uh, Chili's too. <laughs> yeah, are you Chili's a Chili's too guy? <laughs> Big Chili's too guy. That's margaritas. Yeah, okay. Margaritas. Yeah. That's authentic. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then another huge event that obviously Kansas City is going to be ready for is um, the NFL draft. Yes. So, um, what have you guys started uh, thinking about mm-hmm. and? and what are some ideas that you guys have started kicking around to, mm-hmm. because that's going to be probably the biggest tourism event in the history of the city. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's huge. It will be the largest sporting event we've ever hosted. Um, so many people. And we've actually, my mind is ra- racing because we just had meetings about that today. We are really well advantaged that it's in 2023 and we have such great learnings from Nashville, but we still have several more years to mm-hmm. know. So Kansas City will be on the ground with the sports commission at each of those cities to make sure we're taking away some really good learnings because this is a, a really op- important opportunity for us to prove that we can host an event of this caliber. Um, if you're thinking about NFL draft, if you're thinking about World Cup, if you're thinking about Super Bowl, those are the the, the golden gooses, right? Mm-hmm. The golden geese. Those are the things that you want to host. The World Cup will be bigger if we're in that conversation, mm-hmm. and right now we're in it. So. Yeah. And we talked to Kathy a little bit about that and, awesome. and just the impact that – that's Kathy Nelson. Um, just the impact that that would have mm-hmm. um, just seems like – just seems like insane. Yeah. yeah. Is, is Kansas City ready as far as hotel rooms for the NFL draft? Uh do you see like and, and transportation and, and those essential things? Right. Yeah, we're, we're getting there. Mm-hmm. We're getting there. I think we had at last count fifteen hotels in the pipeline. Keep in mind that those are all pretty smaller properties. You know, the eighty rooms, the hundred rooms, the lows is going to be a huge addition for us because that's delivering eight hundred close in hot hotel rooms. Mm-hmm. When we've chased some of these other larger bids, they've said, you know, it's a great hotel package. But I don't want to work with 10 or 15 or 20 hotels. I want a single contract. A couple of huge and that, that comes into play when you're dealing with citywide conventions, which our definition is anything over 1,000 people. So many times we have to spread you across several hotels. And if you're the business person, you want to work with fewer contracts mm-hmm. and fewer people. But to answer your question, things are getting a lot better. Mm-hmm. Lowe's is delivering a really top service prod, uh, product. And we have some other really good uh, hotels coming online. Transportation, um, that's why we have targeted downtown to be the, the, you know, the one-stop shop for all things draft. Uh, we can't afford right now any right now to get everyone out to anywhere further mm-hmm. if we're going to talk about the stadiums or anything of that nature and this mm-hmm. is where the pulse of the city is currently is downtown right mm-hmm. yeah i know the the mock-ups have, have are you including like union station and yeah that? Okay. yeah 
And that's the leading contender, but I think Kathy probably told you that that by far no, no means is that the last blueprint. Mm-hmm. Na- Nashville told us that their locations changed about eight to ten times. Yeah. I mean, and we were watching really closely to see if this is going to plateau or if this is going to get larger and larger yeah. every year. Um, Knowing the NFL, like it, it seems like it'll just continue to get bigger. Exactly, exactly. Because and if it, you think about, I remember like the draft like ten years ago was like nothing. It, it was, was like an auditorium, like a hotel ago, ballroom. It was like you know during the day and like not prime time, and no one really cared. No. And now it's this behemoth. They've made it their final four, is what yeah. it feels like, um, and it's, it's just an awesome fan experience when you uh, you can see that over their shoulders, the, the anchors, but. Uh, there's music, there's there's fan fests, there's just all this ancillary entertainment too that sponsors do. It, it reaps our, our economy tons yeah. if we're able to pull it off. Yeah, that's crazy. So we're, yeah, we're we're meeting on that almost every day. So it's really exciting stuff. Uh, yeah. Well, if you ever need anyone to you know show oh, good. Roger Goodell around the city, <laughs> yeah, him specifically, or to, I think too, like if you ever just need two guys who are, you know average and yeah. they're just like what would the average fan think of this call you guys up yes. we are very average yes <laughs> Cannot uh-huh. say that enough. but that it truly like i wish i could be that is truly one of my favorite things to do honestly is like when i have a friend come in town to kansas city for the first time i love like driving them through the neighborhoods and um i was i, I picked up a friend down here at the downtown um uh, at the president and then we we're going to a wedding in waldo and we just got to drive that strip, and I was just mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, this is this part of town." And telling them like, when we were on state line, I was like, "That's Missouri, that's yep. Kansas," and yep. I, and people were like, "What? That's insane!" And I think we're in such a unique place geogra- uh, geographically, and um, so again, the offer's out there. <laughs> yeah, noted. And that's a question <laughs> I feel like we get a lot now since we've done this. What's the best things to do in Kansas City, or what are your favorite things to do mm-hmm. in Kansas City? People want to ask us, mm-hmm. but. Uh, you know, turning that question to you, is that uh, something that they can go and find all these things on visitkc.com and, mm-hmm. and kind of what's your perfect Kansas City day? Oh, awesome. Loaded question. Yeah. Thanks. Mm-hmm. It changes day to day, I've mm-hmm. found, right? Yeah. Uh, right now, I'm going to the Russell a lot for lunch. Place is good. Really, really solid food. Uh, I really like to going to some of the smaller breweries. Casual Animal is one of my mm-hmm. current favorites. I like the Locomotive a lot. Um Green Lady Lounge. I don't think you can come to Kansas City without experiencing some jazz. Yeah. And then I can spend hours and hours at the World War One Museum. Really. Mm-hmm. that That's one of my perfect days in KC. But uh, we also have been getting into uh, spicier stuff right now. Waldo Thai is tasty. I think we're getting that at takeout quite a bit. KC um, Beer Co. I'll be there later tonight. There's... I, it, it's... I can yeah. go on and on and on. I agree, and, and that's why we've continued to be able to find great yeah. guests to interview because there is so many yeah. uh, local people doing awesome things. So, yeah, yeah I, I agree completely. In this time of year, thinking about you know the spooky stuff and not knowing when this will air, but uh, Glore Psychiatric in St. Joseph. If you like quirky, if you like quirky, weird museums, Glore Psychiatric Museum, it used, it was known as State Lunatic Asylum Number Two, in quotes. That's what it was called. Uh, some of that's not PC any longer, but (laughs) now it is a museum on mental health inside this hospital. Hospital. And you can spend the night in this hospital. I think there's um, a movie about that where it didn't go so well. Exactly. <laughs> but like they have cases of like um, a ton of safety pins that were removed from one patient's stomach lining. They have, and if it weren't uh, spooky enough, they have mannequins illustrating 
um, you know, hydrotherapy and other things, mental health over the years. It is frightening. Okay. Uh, but I appreciate they've leaned into it. <laughs> Another weird quirky museum while we're on that uh, is Layla's Hair Museum. Okay. I was about to say, I've heard of a hair museum. In an independence. Mm-hmm. It's a private collector and she has about 2,000 pieces of hair, uh, but also including really famous people's hair. Like she has Marilyn Monroe's and Abe Lincoln. Mm. We're taking her word for it. Yeah, yeah. But there was a certain time I've got where George Washington's hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After Here people, after your loved ones passed, you wanted to hold on to a piece of them. Yeah. So uh, things such as jewelry or earrings or even cross stitch using hair used to be very, very popular. So if you're looking for something to do in Independence on a random Saturday or Sunday, mm-hmm. go to yeah. go, get weird and go to the hair museum. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I think that's a good place to end on some weird stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's awesome. And, uh, you know, Derek, thanks so much for your time. We appreciate it. Check out Visit KC. They have tons of events uh, on their website to look over if you're looking for something new to do in Kansas City, right? Yeah. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks again to Derek for joining us, talking all things Kansas City and the tourism business. Pretty cool to see all they're doing and people coming from all over the world to yeah. visit Kansas City. Yeah. It's a, it's a weird job to be like, hey, I'm in charge of uh, trying to promote Kansas City's brand. Like, that's a weird thing mm-hmm. to do for a living. Yeah. Pretty cool, though. Yeah. Um, so what did we try this week? Uh, what did you try this week? Um, so this week I tried the hen house out South. Okay. Okay. We're we talking like a uh, town center, your favorite yeah, place 119th to be? Okay. In row yeah. It it's just got remodeled. Or just something. got yeah. remodeled. Um, okay. So I have a mixed relate. I have a troublesome relationship with out South, right? Yeah. This hen house is insane. Mm-hmm. This grocery store, uh, it, like I'm used to the gun fresh on Westport road mm-hmm. and Southwest traffic way. Yes. Um, no one hates working there more than the people who hate working, who work there at the gun. They, fresh? Yeah. They hate oh, their they lives. Hate their lives. Oh yeah. At the hen house. Um, they probably have 6,000 cheeses. I bet their cheese section at this hen house is as big as the produce, entire produce section at the gun fresh. <laughs> um, so we looked at cheeses for a while uh, I love cheese, by the way. Big mm. cheese guy. Uh, and then I needed to pick up some turkey for for the for the week to make turkey sandwiches. Mm-hmm. They had six different smoked turkeys. Uh, that's too much choice for me. It was a lot of choice because <laughs> I don't like the honey smoked turkey. Mm-hmm. And I was just looking. There's like hickory, cherry, oak, all these different smoked turkeys. Wow. Um, um, and then they asked me how thick or thin I wanted the turkey sliced. Yeah, that's a pretty common thing. No. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's very common. Okay. Well, because you did a slice. <laughs> they just don't have that at the gun fresh. They did, no, they don't. <laughs> they did a slice. You didn't know that? Not for like deli turkey. At a, yeah. Well, they did a slice and he held it up to me. And uh-huh. I was like, yeah, it looks good. Keep going. And he was like, all right, sounds good. And mm-hmm. the woman, ne- and he's just like the friendliest guy in the world. Whereas at the gun fresh, you have to like bang on the top to get anyone's attention. Yeah, yeah. I've and, had people actively like hide from me at the gun press <laughs> to avoid my questions. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, and then this lady behind me, like, um, was like, Hey, Alan, talking to the guy slicing the meat. She's Damn like, it. Hey, Alan, I good. want that same turkey, but can you make it a little thinner? And Alan was like, Of course I can. <laughs> Start slicing it up. And, um, yeah, you so, gotta go thinnest. You gotta yeah. go thinnest possible. Yeah. You can almost see through it. It's beautiful. Yeah. So that was my experience at the hen house out south. The place is huge. 
I got lost because it's not just like a conventional like produce on the right when mm-hmm. you walk in, then simple rose and then milk at the other end. And uh, it's like all kind of confusing. So I got lost. But like we went in there to get some diapers for a diaper party we were going to and walked out with like two uh, like tuna steaks because they were on sale oh yeah and so we got uh two i've never cooked tuna steaks in my life but they were sitting there they looked really pretty in the display they were on sale so we got two tuna steaks yeah i just love that you're 30 years old and didn't know that you got to choose how thick they sliced your jelly meat well you know gun fresh yeah they don't have that so i tried the hen house outside yeah so i was in denver this weekend uh for a friend's wedding and I got to finally try Don's uh, in Denver. I think it's called like Don's Cocktail Parlor. I can't remember the exact name, but Don's Dive Bar is what. It yeah, it's called. like Dive Don's Dive Bar, and so it's this huge or it's, it's this Chiefs bar that on every Sunday, I mean, every single person in there is wearing a Chiefs jersey. Like, there's not like a random fan there from some other. Uh, city or anything like that. It's like not that. like an NFL bar. It's not an NFL bar. There's only one game on the TV. It's the Chiefs game. And uh, they they just sell out. All go all out for it. It's packed. It was so cool. Don's is... It's a it's like the peanut, just bigger and without food. Oh, and no food? No food uh, and carpet on the oh, bar. There we go. Carpet, you carpeted bar. Carpeted bars? Yeah, exactly. So you spill a little beer, just rub it in. Feels like you're in college again. Uh, but the best part is... You can just people will bring uh, crock pots and start like a potluck going. What? Yeah. So people had crock pots full of queso, uh, like little smokies, just set up on the pool table, which they, you know, cover up. Yeah. To put all those things on, and then the owner of the bar starts walking around with the Chiefs helmet, taking up a collection, and says, "Hey, whatever you know, I collect in cash." I'll match it, and then I'll go buy pizzas across the street and bring it in for everybody. What? Yes. <laughs> so he goes around collects. I don't know how much he got, but he, he came back with about 10 extra large pizzas. So that, that pizza place the across bar. the street is just killing mm-hmm. it too, yeah. probably. Yeah, so he just comes back in with 10 uh, huge boxes of pizza, and just everybody, go ahead, help yourself. Such a sweet environment. Dude, that's insane. Just so chill. There's nothing uh, like that in KC. I know. Very, very cool. Uh, everyone's super chill in there, except for, I think this guy is everybody blocks, nobody quits. It's his cousin. I think it's his that cousin. That was in Denver. Yeah. It was amazing. Like, I can't believe that his girlfriend goes to games, to watch games at a bar with him. He's that obnoxious. He stands right in front of the TV. And he just screams at it the whole entire time, but never an intelligent uh-huh. comment. It's, yeah, it's like, like run the damn ball and stuff. Well, like it's that. like call an even game ref. Yeah. Like the Chiefs had like four even penalties. So he expected the refs to just call four penalties on the Titans just to even just it to up because that's out. how it should be called. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was wild. And then he led the, uh, after every single Chiefs first down, he led the, and that's good for a Kansas City Chiefs first down. Every single first down. He did not miss one. Hell it yeah. It was incredible. Well done. Yeah. I knew someone who had to get up and leave because, because just, he was so brutal. Yeah. I wonder if he goes every game. Yes. Oh, Everyone you know? knows him. Yeah. Oh, God. That's brutal. <laughs> That's brutal. Oh, man. Yeah. It was tough. But sounds like an awesome. Bar. Yes. Don's, if you are in Denver, Don's is the place to be. It is awesome. 
Like they play the everyone tomahawk chops after yeah. touchdowns, after turnovers. Even in Denver? Even Pretty in Denver. Even, <laughs> even in Denver, everyone is so like locked into the game. Yeah. People are for the most part quiet, so you can hear the announcers. Oh, nice. Awesome environment. Really good Chiefs fans there. And uh, you can get a six pack of Coors Light for $10, I believe. <laughs> Ten or maybe it was twelve dollars. Okay, still. 10. And then uh, buckets of beer for fifteen dollars. So it's five beers, pounders, super cheap beers. Incredible. Wow. Don's. Don, well Would done. Recommend. Don. Yeah. So that is uh, what we tried this week. Uh, next, we have a little bit of Midwest nice to share with you. We all know people in the Midwest are the nicest. Uh, so Danny, which, which one do you want to talk about here? So let's talk about, um, Sophia Bowman, who is actually a patient at Children's Mercy Hospital. So this, she's a 20 year old, um, she's a student at K-State, um, and she's diagnosed with Crohn's disease. And this story was out in the news, so I'm not releasing anything that's inappropriate, but, um, so she has spent six weeks at Children's Mercy with this Crohn's disease diagnosis that she's dealing with. And with her time in the hospital, um, she's from Riley, Kansas. So I assume like everyone in Riley, Kansas knows how to like knit and milk a cow and all this stuff. Yeah. Jordan that, Nelson. Is that ignorant That's where me? he's from. Okay. Uh-huh. And so he's got a farm uh, there. So. Yeah. So she has uh, spent her six weeks at Children's Mercy um, knitting hats for all the other kids that are in the hospital. So just what a nice person what a nice person. midwest nice right Midwest there. nice yeah so yeah she's just uh she's been battling crohn's disease for like seven years um i guess and uh you know instead of instead of uh you know just laying in her hospital bed and and feeling bad about herself she's knitted all these hats and and made other people feel made good. other people feel good so yeah midwest nice it feels really good uh and then we have jason sudeikis doing some really cool things he's i think he's been in kansas city uh, to talk about uh, his uh, thunder thunder gong takeover. Thunder gong is the name of like the event. Thunder gong is the name of the event. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so he so he did he take over the streetcar right? So yeah. So um, so this has been the on the radio annual, talking about it. Yeah. Third annual fundraiser for his foundation called Steps of Faith. And then I was like, I saw that and I was like, oh man, is Jason Sudeikis like a Jesus guy that mm-hmm. I didn't know about? Steps of Faith, but. It's a uh, it's a foundation for uh, uh, what are they called prosthetics prosthetic mm-hmm. limbs for, for like veterans veterans and for cancer survivors. So it started with a buddy of his from uh, Shawnee Mission North. He went to Shawnee Mission West, but a buddy of his from Shawnee Mission North lost a leg due to cancer, mm-hmm. and so they kind of started this foundation after Sudeikis got famous and all this stuff. So okay. third fundraiser again, like Big Slick. But on a smaller scale, they just kind of do a variety show at Uptown Theater. Um, some of his famous SNL friends came. Um, yeah, Will Forte, Fred Armisen. Yeah. Very and cool. uh, they took over the uh, the streetcar. I think they just performed. Like I That's think Jason really cool. Sudeikis plays the guitar. And then the buddy who he founded this with plays the drums. And so they're kind of a band. And uh, yeah, good show. Awesome. Well, yeah, some things to... To feel good about there, getting Midwest nice. Mm. Uh, let's get Midwest mad here. Let's yeah, talk about our. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> let's, yeah, like let's go from like this, this like this poor girl who's suffering from a yeah. diagnosis to like our complaints. Yeah, I know she's done some really great things uh, with 
making the hats and everything. And that's who we should aspire to be like. But let's complain about very petty things that are ruining our lives. <laughs> personal pine tar. <laughs> our personal pine tar of the week. Uh, I'll let you go first. Okay, so mine's pretty simple. Um, I think I might... I've threatened this multiple times before. Sports are the worst. Yeah, they're terrible. I I, <laughs> I came into this weekend. I was like, I'm gonna have a nice, relaxing weekend. We Megan and I didn't have any plans. We didn't go out Friday night. Like I woke up Saturday feeling rested. It was a we didn't go out. We slept in. Got up feeling slowly good on a Saturday. Feeling great. Mm-hmm. What do I do? And and I've got a tea time at 11:30 that day. It's, it's a really nice day. out. Uh-huh. 65 degrees. Perfect day, sports, golf, November. I go out. I play the worst round of golf <laughs> that I played in five years. It was the most frustrating <laughs> shit. There's leaves. We played at Hillcrest. I, I've sworn off that course now. Mm-hmm. Never playing there again. If you're my friend and you invite me to play at Hillcrest, I'm not playing. Hey, you want to play at Hillcrest? No, done. <laughs> um, lost like 10 balls in the, the leaves, leaves. Yeah. Because. Well, you give yourself the. Uh, grandstand, yeah, but rule, still, the, like, yeah, gallery the, rule. The, uh, it's a frustrating losing balls. Mm-hmm. They didn't mow the course, well, was your in horrible balls shape. are more expensive than my balls. Uh, it was, it was a horrible. My dad beat me. Oh, wow, JR beat me That's in bad. golf mm-hmm. straight up. Uh, it was miserable. Yeah, it was horrible. I go, I leave that event, I go to my parents' house. Uh, we watched the Mizzou game. Well, that was a stupid yep. idea. <laughs> Why do I even care about the Tigers? Yeah. That's dumb. Wake up the next morning. Uh, beautiful morning. Beautiful morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur loot or end in a tie in a game that they should have won. Mm. Should have won Got that a game. result still. No, no. It was a home <laughs> game against a less inferior opponent. Should have won. And then the Chiefs. And mm. so it's just like what started as what should have been a nice relaxing weekend because of sports, it was ruined, and I hate sports. Yeah, the worst part is that sports can can ruin your weekend. Like, oh, without a like, doubt. you know what I mean. And I don't think there's anything I can do about it because K State lost on a last second field. Oh, goal. Oh yeah, and I I was rooting for K State. So <clears throat> yeah, K State lost happened. on a last second field goal, uh, and then the Chiefs go and do what they do. And I was like in Denver with friends I haven't seen for a while, having so much fun. Mm-hmm. It was seventy and sunny. In Denver, mm, in November. Mm, crisp. And I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> Sports I didn't let it get me worst. down too much. Uh, I stayed positive for the most part. Yeah. I mean, I think my Sunday just would have been different if the Chiefs won. Yeah, yeah. But it was tame. Um, okay, my personal pine tar, and I think some of you out there might share this with me, is last Wednesday, Kansas City smelled like shit. Mm. Literal cow shit. Poo, poo, poo. Yes, <laughs> poo, poo. Poo, poo. <laughs> So apparently Iowa, it's Thanks, one, Iowa. Yeah, one of its great exports is cow the smell of cow shit in the wind. So uh, a winter storm moved that in. That and corn. Or yeah. A cold front moved in quickly coming down from Iowa, picked up all the agricultural smells mm. and just sent it right down. AKA here. cow shit. Mm-hmm. AKA Mud pies. Yes. All of that stuff coming right down to Kansas City, right into your nose. The only good thing is uh, I went to K-State, so I'm used to it. There you go. Yeah, exactly. It's like, hmm, what's that smell? Oh, is this college? Is this this kind of smells like college. I might go get a Natty Light. <laughs> <laughs> Pour some uh, pineapple juice in it. Yeah, exactly. It felt like Manhattan. And I was like, oh, no. 
I don't like this smell. And <laughs> yeah. it was pretty terrible. But it's because you haven't smelled it in a while. You need to like go back to your roots and get used mm-hmm. to it. Yes, exactly. But so that was my personal pine tar. Just again, the smell of cow shit floating in from Iowa. Thanks for Thanks Iowa. Iowa. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but speaking of smells, I, I'm just on point with transitions today. Yeah. Because speaking of smells, uh, this got us thinking, what are the best smells in Kansas City? Obviously, smells. obviously smells coming in from Iowa of cow turd is not one of those. Mm-mm. But let's talk best smells in Kansas City. Uh, I think I went first last time. Okay. So I think the floor is yours, which... Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I mean... I'm jealous you get to go first. Yeah, I'm taking... Um, standing outside of Jack Stack barbecue mm-hmm. uh down here in the crossroads close to where i live sometimes i park right next to it yeah and that's good. man i get that whiff of jacks and i don't know why if jack stack has their grills outside or what it is but i smell jack stack more than other barbecue places mm-hmm. um like more than joe's or more than gates for some reason maybe it's because i live here the smell of standing outside of jack stack is just heaven yes it is very good uh okay that's a solid number one pick i'm gonna go with uh arrowhead stadium parking lot because pulling up to arrowhead stadium on a crisp cool morning you get out you smell the grills going you smell the barbecue going sometimes people have fajitas going people will cook everything out there oh yeah and that's why i always like to at least walk to one other tailgate while I'm out there, just so I can peek around, let my nose explore on my walk okay. uh, about what's getting cooked up out there. But love the smell of Arrowhead. Very solid pick. Um, all right, so my uh, meat number two of my uh, mixed plate, again, very on brand, Town Topic. <laughs> Dude, you can oh, I thought smell, you were going to say like a street or something. <laughs> you can smell Town Topic uh, for from everywhere around the neighborhood. And those onions... The onions that are smashed into the beef burgers, mm-hmm. you can smell those forever. And then your clothes smell like Town Topic after yeah. you leave. And I love the smell of Town Topic. It's it's good. Yeah. You, you will wear that with you the rest oh, of yeah. the day. Don't go in sure. with a coat. Yeah. All right. I'm going with uh, my meat number two on my mixed plate of smells in Kansas City. I'm going with the roastery. Nice. Yes. Again, local coffee. Uh, they do tours of it as well. So if you've ever done a tour, you know that smell. And just, just being in that building or even near it, and you can smell that coffee going, wow. Okay. Very special. All right. <clears throat> My side number one, and you've smelled that. I used to work out here in my old job. The Wonder Bread Factory in uh, Lenexa. Yeah. <laughs> you can smell the Wonder... Like, if you yeah. are out in Lenexa, like around 87th Street in Quivira, because I think the Wonder Bread Factory is on like 95th Street or something, but if the wind's blowing in the right direction, you can smell that Wonder Bread Factory, and it smells like dough rising, mm-hmm. you know, that... Oh, man. It smells yeah. so good and out it's, there. Uh, it's sweet, too. Yeah. You, know, you kind of get that smell in there mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's so really So the good. Wonder Bread Factory... Out in Lenexa, I would yeah. put up there. Um, very good. Okay, I'm gonna go with a. I, we, I, we were trying to avoid all barbecue places, but I think I'm still gonna go with LC's Barbecue. Uh, LC's Barbecue because they have the smoker is literally right behind the counter, so every time they <laughs> open it, you're just blasted in this <clears throat> tiny. I don't know what's it. 
eight hundred square foot. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe more. It's a little bit more, but yeah. Is it? This is like yeah. This is eight hundred square foot. What we're sitting in right here. Yeah, but so yeah. tiny uh, restaurant and a huge smoker in there. So every time they open it, you're blast just blasted with that smoke. The smell is incredible, and it's one of those things like town topic where you're going to be smelling like it all day. Okay. That's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So my side number two, my final pick is AMC Ward Parkway Theater. <laughs> smells like uh, movie theater popcorn. As yeah, soon as you good. as soon as you walk into that Ward Parkway and you smell that popcorn, mm-hmm. it gets me every time. Like I love movie theater popcorn. That's true. The butter. Um, are you just, are you a butter the whole thing the popcorn I butter guy? the top yeah butter okay. the top for sure shake it in there and then uh, and then yeah it's just way too much popcorn and you can never eat it all but yeah you do your darndest but you're to like try. oh it's only a dollar for the extra large tub that I can refill mm-hmm. yeah never gonna happen love that smell though <laughs> love that yeah smell. that is a great smell uh, all right my side number two to wrap this up. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Mashuga bagels. Oh, good yes. choice. The the smell of Mashuga of bagels being made. Mm-hmm. They do it a very authentic way. Mm-hmm. Uh, boiling that bre- oh, boiling the dough and everything. I think just smells it does incredible. Smell I love the smell of bagels. Mm-hmm. Bagels smell good. Bagels smell really good. I mean, obviously we could have done all barbecue places. Yeah. So Joe's KC is a top smell. Yeah. It's obviously. really good. We're aware. Gates. I but can I, smell Gates I, I, as well. It's too obvious. It smells great. Yeah. Um, I also have, well, I had PT's coffee, which is where I like to go mm. for coffee. I just love the smell of coffee. Yeah. Uh, I had uh, Loose Park. I think it has a certain smell to it, either right at the beginning of fall or spring. Mm-hmm. Being out there, you really get the smell of the season. I have um, like hot tar. Because that means they're actually filling potholes um, <laughs> after the winter. So, like, yeah. if you live in Kansas City, Missouri, it's pothole galore after the winter. Mm-hmm. And when you smell the hot tar, you're like, oh, maybe yeah, they're actually filling. Uh, maybe they're actually filling yeah. potholes this time. I had quick trip gasoline. So, oh, yeah, just hits different. Quick trip gas smells really good. That should have been on the <laughs> list. Yeah, uh, yeah. So probably you know there's a lot of good smells in Kansas City, uh, but I think I think we I think we've encompassed. A, Got a lot of the good ones. Mm -hmm. Got a lot of the good ones. So uh, that'll do it for us this week. Thanks for listening. Uh, Next week, we're going to be talking with uh, the owner of Lifted Spirits, uh, which is a distillery down in the crossroads. It's going to be a really fun episode. Uh, Thanks again to Derek for joining us. Uh, What do we got? Anything? Other announcements? Oh, no. Okay. Giveaway is coming, though. Oh, okay. Giveaway is coming, okay? Stay tuned. I have a prize to give away. So follow us on social media, at State Your Line, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Be sure to give us uh, a like, um, and then give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Leave a comment. Uh, That's all we have for you this week. We'll see you around Kansas City.